Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Well, good morning, Roxborough Church. How we doing? Oh, come on, come on, come on. There's only a couple of you here, but there's some people at home. Shout in case people are sleeping at home, and they're going to wake them up too. How we doing? All right. It is good to be in the house today. Um, Whether you're at home joining us online or you're here with us or if you're in the parking lot getting ready to come in, we're just excited for this morning of worship. I woke up this morning with it with it with you know with a with a word from the Lord I believe to to offer everybody, but also just kind of with a with a hunger in my belly. I I am just excited to be with the people of God. We're entering into a new series talking about what the people of God are called to be, and uh, and this morning as we talk about being witnesses being called to be witnesses. I pray that this morning you would join with us and we bear witness to the goodness of God. I believe that God has done something great in your life this week. And so let's celebrate that this morning, whatever that is. And if you come today and you're heavy hearted, maybe you've had a a situation in life this week that has been really difficult. I want to offer you the opportunity. Just lay that down before God this morning. Join with us as we worship the Lord, as we sing songs of praise and celebration, as we honor God with all that he's given us. And then as we say, yes, Lord, we receive your word to impact our days and our life, our life and our days going forward. I want to acknowledge something really quickly. You may be looking and saying, Pastor, what are you wearing today? Well, let me show you what I'm wearing today. This is a, uh, this is a Bedford PA t-shirt. I got this shirt yesterday, and I just want to say a special thank you to Alan and his new wife, Jordan who allowed us to be a part of their wedding yesterday. We had a great time. All of you will remember Alan, who was an intern with us and worshiped with us here for a number of months. Well, we celebrated his wedding yesterday out in Western PA, out in Bedford area PA. And I wore this today just to honor you, Alan. Enjoy the next couple of days as you launch into into marriage, honeymoon. But here today, if you watch us online at some point or you join in with us, we're going to worship the Lord. By the way, stay all the way through the end of the service, and especially right at the end, we got a special treat as our own youth pastor is going to offer a song of worship to the Lord in a form that is different than how we normally do. Let's pray together. Father God, this morning, might we worship you, might we honor you, might we give to you, might we yield our hearts to you. God, might you inhabit this place. Father, would you awaken us literally and figuratively, God? Would you awaken our hearts, our eyes, and our minds? Would you allow allow all that we offer here this morning to hub around you? You are the center of it, and to you we celebrate. We worship you now in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. God is good, and all the time. Oh, I hope, that, I hope that when you hear that, I hope that when you say that, no matter where you're at today, no matter what this week has been like, I hope that just causes a stir within you. I hope that that reminds your soul, your heart, your spirit, your mind that God is so, so good. That time of worship was awesome. I hope you enjoyed that. I, I, I know that, that I just found myself lost in a time of worship. I hope that you were able to do the same. And, uh, and, I, and I, I'm really praying, I am really, really praying that this new sermon series we're launching into is one that... That uh, it just kind of uh, what's 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 it called when you kind of 
galvanizes and draw, draws us together and galvanizes us to, uh, to, to kind of lead forward. We're starting this new series called The Church Is and We Are. And then uh, each week we're going to unpack that a little bit. The Church Is and We Are. And today we're talking about The Church Is and We Are Called to Be a Witness called to be a witness. And so I hope your heart, your mind is ready for that. Um, for those who, uh, who, who uh, might be following along with us on Wissa, what's going on at Wissahickon as well, we want to quickly just apologize to you that last night our online feed, uh, it got up really, really late, didn't get up till about 10 o'clock. And so you probably were looking online saying, man, I want to be a part of the Wissahickon worship time at five o'clock on Saturday nights. So you were looking and looking and didn't get on there. Well, I want to tell you, you got a special treat. Today, you can double dip. You can be here with us now, and then, um, I don't know, like if your team plays at 1 o'clock, at 4 o'clock, you can watch Wissahickon. If your team plays at 4 o'clock, at 1 o'clock, you can watch Wissahickon. We're going to double dip today. Make sure you go online and check out the worship service with Wissahickon Church. You can find that on their YouTube page or on our Facebook page, and you can probably find a link for it also on our church's website. I want to make sure you jump on board with that. By the way, let's just get this out of the way. I know some of you are in a time of mourning. I'm sorry. Um, you started your football season on a losing record. I'm sorry. I don't know that feeling. I'm a Raiders fan. We won. It might be the only game we win, but we won. We won. So right now I'm going to live in that high. David, don't feel so bad about it. David turned his sweatshirt inside out. Look, he's so embarrassed. Don't, be, don't feel so bad about it, David. It's all right. There is hope, there is hope, there is hope, and that hope is in Jesus Christ, not in our favorite football team, but I do hope you enjoy it. By the way, if you want to join me on Monday night, the Raiders are playing. We're going to watch the Monday night game, so that'll be a fun time. Um, enough about football. Let's talk about the Word of God. Uh, I'm going to be in Acts chapter 1, so if you're going to turn there with me, I'm going to be in Acts chapter 1. If you're going to look for it on the screen, I know at least our, our theme verse, Acts 1-8, will be up there, but I'm going to read through the whole uh, beginning portion of that chapter, and so... Um, so when we get to the theme verse 1-8, it'll make more sense. But if you're going to follow along, grab a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, just, you know, uh, check these verses out later when you get home. But this is what it says. It says, in my former book, I'm in Acts 1-1. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote all about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles that he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. Say that word, alive. No, 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 really, say that word. There you go, that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days, and he spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has, shown, has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. 
when they were looking intently into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Father, would you bless the reading of your word? Would you allow your word to penetrate deep into our hearts? Would you unpack your word that it might uh, be applicable to our lives and it might, um, it might, it might, uh, Father, it, it might charge us and equip us. It might convict us. Father, your spirit might convince us. God, do a great work this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So in this new series, we're going to look intentionally at who the church is called to be and, and frankly, who we are called to be. And in order to really understand this, we've got to learn a little bit of Greek. Can we learn a little bit of Greek today? You don't know if you can learn a little bit of Greek. I think we can learn a little bit of Greek. I think, this, I think we can work together to make this happen. And so this is how it's going to go. I'm going to teach you a word. You probably heard it a bunch of times, but I'm going to teach you how to say it. And I'm going to teach you what it means. Go ahead and sit up with me, Nate. I'm going to teach you how to say it, and I'm going to teach you what it means. Here is the word. Ecclesia. You guys are, wow. Y'all can probably teach me how to say it. All right, so here we go. We're going to break down a little bit one more time. We're going to kind of going to, going to do it. What's that? Syllables, right? Ek. Kle. Si. Ah. Now, if you were really, if you're really trying to say, you know, and, and, and COVID wasn't a concern and kind of the, uh, you know, the, the passing of all things through the air weren't, weren't a worry, you would say something like this, ecclesia, ecclesia, right? And that you would put that strong, uh, right at the beginning and at the end. But we'll, 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 we'll just let it go today. We'll let it go. Ecclesia, okay? Ecclesia. All right, one more time. Okay, okay. Some of y'all... Some of y'all were just praying. I understand. That's okay. All right. That's cool. That's cool. I hope you practiced it at home. Hope you're with us. Ecclesia. Here's what the word means to help us make sense of it. Um, the, the word means an assembly. It means an assembly of Christians gathered for the purpose of worship. What's that sound like? An assembly of Christians gathered for the purpose of worship. What does that sound like to you? It sounds like what we're doing right now, right? It sounds like it sounds like having church, right? It sounds like it sounds like the gathering of people who love Jesus for the purpose of saying, I love Jesus, right? Thank you, Jesus. I celebrate you, Jesus, right? So the church, that's the church, right? Uh, maybe another way of saying it is this. It's a it's a company of Christians or a group of Christians uh, who, who are hoping for an eternal salvation while managing their daily affairs. Oh, listen to that, listen to that. It's a gathering of Christians who are hoping for an eternal salvation. That's a forever kind of thing that's way out there, while taking care of their daily affairs. There are things that are happening right now. So it's the, the here and now and the not yet, right? That's all wrapped up in the understanding of what is what means to be the church, at least as uh, as 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 the scriptures originally intended church to be. Let me look at it this way. It's those of us anywhere who are in proximity to each other and are tied together as one 
body. Listen to this. Listen, now, now, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock the world a little bit, right? So those of us anywhere who are in proximity to each other, who are close to each other, who are linked or tied together as one body. In other words, ecclesia is not Roxboro Church or Wissahickon Church. It is the gathering of Christians who all live in proximity to each other. So you are ecclesia when you're on your block and you're next to somebody else who's a Christian who does not go to your church but goes to another church. You're still ecclesia. You're still the church, right? When you go to the fourth floor of your high-rise building that you work at downtown, and you see somebody who lives in another area, but you work with them every day, they believe in Jesus, and you believe in Jesus. You know what that means? Ecclesia. That means the gathering of the body of believers is there. So this is church, what we're doing now, even even as we're in virtual proximity to each other. Watch this. Even as we're in virtual proximity to each other, this is ecclesia. We're gathered together for the purpose of worship, and we're, we're, we're in proximity, virtual proximity, to those who also believe in Jesus Christ. Lastly, maybe the way to de- another way to describe ecclesia is this. It's the assembly of faithful Christians who have already died and are rising again with Christ. Oh, oh I, hope, I hope you got that. It's the gathering of faithful believers who have died, well, died to themselves, and are gathering again with Christ, right? This is more than just the singing, which, man, today just felt so good to worship through song. It's more than the singing, and it's more than the preaching, and it's more than just sitting near somebody. It's the gathering of all of us who who have a shared faith that we would die here and gather again eternally, right? Like, this is what we hope for. So this morning, I'm going to try to help us make sense of that. But in order to understand all that, in order to understand what the church is called to be, who we are called to be, we have to understand what does it mean to be a church. And it means to be all of those things. It means to gather together. You know, Paul says, don't give up gathering together as some people are used to doing, but continue to faithfully meet together as the body of Christ. So it means doing this. This this is part of being the church, right? It means acknowledging when you're in the presence of other believers, when you're in other places, you're in the grocery store. I tell you this story all the time. I shop in aisle 14 of ShopRite religiously because I know the lady who, 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 uh, who, who you know, checks out, check, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so I, I intentionally want to talk to her because every time I see her, I believe ecclesia is happening. Right? Like, it's the faithful presence of believers together, and that happens in those moments. Right? I know that for some of you, that happens when you're at work. Matter of fact, there was uh, was, at the wedding last night, we were talking to 
a young lady who um, we haven't seen her in a while. She moved out to Chicago and then moved to Western PA, and she's living out in Western PA, but she was with us for a little while as an intern. And we said, Randy, you know, tell us what's going on. And, and she started to tell us about this new job that she has where she manages a grocery store. And I said, wow, that's pretty awesome. She's like, Ray, the reason I manage this grocery store is because it's owned by these believers. And, man, I just love being around these people. Like, I love being around them so much. Like, I've changed my profession. Now I, I manage a grocery store. She used to be a, a marketing, uh, you know, a, a marketing consultant. And, uh, and she said, like, I manage this grocery store. Why? Because, because I just love the ecclesia. I love being with the people of God. I said, man, that, that resonates really, really well. So this morning, and as we go forward here, going, you know, through, through the rest of the series, I want to ask you this question. What, what are we called to? What are we called to as the church? What are we called to? And, uh, and here we go. Let's, let's rattle through some things that will help us understand what does it mean to be called to be a witness. Um, Acts 1.8, I'm going to read it again one more time for us because this is where we're going to hone in today. It says, uh, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. If you're going to write down, you're going to take notes, or you're going to follow along online on the notes, here we go. The first thing, we are called to bear witness to the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. To the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, in order to be called to bear witness to something, in other words, we have to know that this is true, and then we've got to be able to communicate the truth of that to others. So we're called to bear witness to the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said for the, for the early disciples to wait until the Holy Spirit came upon them. He said, my Father is going to give you a gift. And when that gift comes, you're going to receive power. You will receive power. He didn't say you might receive power. He said you will receive power. Let me just cut to the chase on this today. If you're walking in a relationship with Jesus Christ, that means you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. That means you have received the gift that Jesus promised to the early disciples. It means that the Holy Spirit lives within you. You have become the temple. You have become the holy of holies. You have become the place where God and man meet together. You are the presence of God and the world around them. The Holy Spirit living in you means that you have the power of God in you. God has declared that he himself will dwell within every one of us who believes upon Jesus Christ. So let me say to you right now, brothers and sisters, if you have placed your hope in Jesus Christ, well, number one, we bear the responsibility to communicate the power of the Holy Spirit. We bear the responsibility. It's not a happenstance. It's not like it might happen. Now, look, I understand. The Holy Spirit chooses to, to reveal himself in different manifestations. You have some friends who have gifts that are different than yours, and, uh, and, and you have some friends who, who might, might have been, uh, been blessed in some ways different than you, and they express the presence of God in their life different than you and to me. But let me say this as clearly as I can. Even if you don't have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it does not mean you are absent or void of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you and promised by God if you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit resides within you. So the very first thing we have to understand is that we are called to bear witness to the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. G uh, Jeremiah says this. He says, no, no man knows the wickedness of their own hearts, how wicked their heart is. Well, if that is true, then the great work and power of the Holy Spirit 
because that is true, then the great work and power of the Holy Spirit is that God has changed your heart. Think about this. Think about this. If we were in a pit that was so deep we could never climb out, and now we're no longer in that pit, the great work and power of the Holy Spirit is that he moved us from a pit we could not get out of to a place that we don't need to run from. Amen to that? Amen to that. God has changed your life. That is the work and power of the Holy Spirit. You can think back and say there were patterns in your life that that used to be things that tied you to things that are not of God. And those patterns are breaking. They're shifting. They're changing. Those things are moving out of your life and new things are moving in. That's not because you, you followed some plan that got you there all on your own. It's because God did a great work through the Holy Spirit in your life. In your life. Second, We are called to bear witness to the finished work of Jesus Christ. I love this. Jesus dies. He resurrects. And when he resurrects, he comes back before the disciple and he says, hey, guys, I'm here. I'm back. You know, and people are like, well, are you really back? Who's that? You know, like, and all the doubts and the craziness and thoughts you had, they had too. And he says, look, come, come and see, touch, you know, like. Do what you need. Poke and prod if you need to. This is me. And after he's made clear that he had resurrected from the dead, that he had defeated the the, the primary opponent, he had defeated death. After he resurrected and proved that he defeated death, he, 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 he made clear, made plain, or gave witness to the fact that he had finished the work. Friends, all of us are striving. We're in a, we're in a, we live in a season where, where the word hustle is like, it, it's like prominent language in our life. Like, we got to hustle to make it. We got to work hard to make it. And I'm not suggesting that we don't work hard, and I'm not suggesting that we don't hustle, and I will never promote laziness. I think it's a sin. I do. I do think it's a sin. But listen to this. There's one thing we don't have to hustle for, we don't have to work for, we don't have to climb hard, we don't have to prove anything, because Christ has finished the work. When he defeated death, you and I do not have to fight that battle. You and I do not have to try to climb our way out of an eternal pit. Christ defeated the grave. And he gave evidence to that when he resurrected. And our job now is to bear witness to the fact that Jesus finished the job. That it's not an incomplete work that depends on us. Jesus finished the job. You say, hey, Pastor Ray, man, I'm still struggling. I get it. You're struggling and I'm struggling, but that's not because Jesus didn't finish the work. It's because we now need to bear witness to and live in the promise that God has done what he said he would do. Come on, somebody understand that today. We now have an opportunity to not only believe but to experience the finished work of Jesus Christ. We now have the chance to have new life in Christ that changes the reality of each moment that we live in. I got to get going this morning. I hope you're going to come with me. The third thing I want to say this morning is this. We are called to provide evidence of the transforming power of Jesus. Friends, as clearly as I can say is this. 
Look at who I once was and see who I am now. Let me tell you, that's not because of me. It's because of he. It's because of what God has done. It's not because of anything that I could do on my own. It's because of what I can do through the power of Jesus Christ having transformed my life. I tell, we say this week and week and week and week. Like, if we hang with somebody long enough, we will know the evidence of what God has done in their life because we will see the transformation. I got a pastor friend who's down in a, who was, he was up here in Philly. He moved, he moved down to North Carolina. I follow along with him on social. I, I looked at a picture of him this week. I said, man, like, he has, his life has changed. Now, I'm talking about an outward change. Like, he has slimmed down. His, his face was round, and now it's not. And, and I was like, man, your life has changed. It was clear to me. I didn't have to ask him, did something change? I just looked, and I saw the evidence of it. The same is true for you and me, and I'm no longer talking about weight. Now I'm talking about the way we actually live our lives. I'm talking about the reality of God with us, right? Our life changes as Jesus becomes the Lord of it. And if our life doesn't change, it's because Jesus is not capital L, Lord. He's a small L, Lord. He's one of many lords in your life. And that's why we haven't seen the change yet. So we have to enable, we have to say, yes, God, I, I receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, God, I receive the work that you have done. Yes, God, I, I yield to your lordship. And as a result, our life begins to change. And people see that change. It bears witness to what God has done. Some of us are, some of us have said yes to Jesus. And we've given Jesus control of our forever, but we haven't given, us, given Jesus control of our here and now. Some of us are still running back to patterns and addictions and brokenness, and ties that hold us back from bearing witness to the finished work of Jesus Christ. Friends, I want to invite you today. Declare Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Declare Jesus to be the only way for eternal salvation. Declare Jesus to be the answer to the things that are currently tying you up. And the last thing I got to say to us this morning is we are called to declare the invitation of Christ restorative work in other people's lives. Jesus took the disciples to the top of the mountain when he had resurrected, and he said, look out there, look out there. And uh, you can find this in, in Matthew 28. Jesus takes them to the top of the mountain. He says, look out there, look out there. And as they look out there, he says, that's it right there, all of that. Go out there, make disciples of all of those people, not just those people. Not, no, not just those people. Not just those people. All, look, look beyond that. All those people over there. Look way, way, way over there. That, that little spot way over there. There's people there too. They make disciples. Declare the work that I've done. Give the invitation. The Great Commission says, the, uh, Jesus says, Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything that I have commanded and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus' call to us as Christians is that we would bear witness to the work that Christ can do in someone's life. The last thing I want to offer us this morning is from the very end of that verse in, in Acts 1.8. 
Yeah, the very end of the verse says, uh, or Acts 1, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in, all, in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Well, what is, what is it that you're bearing witness to? You're bearing witness to the fact that Jesus is coming back. One of the things that I've learned uh, intimately, I've learned directly from my wife. In my, in my language, there wasn't often, I didn't often talk about the fact that Jesus is coming back. Not that I didn't believe he was coming back, but I was so wrapped up into what Jesus is doing right here, right now, that I lose sight sometimes of the fact that he has already declared that he's coming back again. I love the fact that the, 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 the two angels appear before them, and they say, why are you looking up into the heavens? Why are you staring up in the heavens? Jesus is already gone. He's gone. He's gone. Don't stare up there. Get to work down here. But, oh, by the way, He's going to come back. He's going to come back. And you can just see the, you, you can imagine the disciples feeling empowered by that, feeling built up by that. They're ready. Yes, I'm holding on to the hope that Jesus is coming back. Friends, I got to say this as clearly as I can. I got to invite you right now. Have you trusted that Jesus is coming back again? Those of us who, who, have, who have declared Jesus to be the Lord of our life, are we, are we living in such a way that we're communicating that Jesus is coming back again? For the next three weeks, we're going to unpack what does it mean to be the church? What is the church called to be? Who are we called to be? And today, I hope you understand a little bit more clearly that we are called to be witnesses, witnesses of all that he has done and witnesses of all that he continues to do. I hope today you understand a little bit more clearly that we are called to be filled by the Spirit of God, and to live with that filling within us. And I hope more than anything today, you understand this. He promised that he didn't leave us here. All of the early Christian writers, everybody who wrote in the Bible and those thereafter, wrote with an urgency because they believed that Jesus was coming in their day. I don't know if I will close my eyes on this side before he comes back. But I know this, he is coming back. He is coming back. So like Peter says in 1 Peter 4, live ready. Be ready to give an account on all occasions because he's coming back. As the worship team comes back together, as we get ready for a special song to end our time of worship, let's pray. Father God, you are in the midst of doing something that is great, launching us into this series of who the church is and who we're called to be, reminding us that the Holy Spirit fills us and that we're called to live accordingly. God, I pray that every one of us would be bold in our witness. I pray that our life would be a proclamation like a big screen movie, God, that others will see. And not because we want to tout how great we are. No, just the opposite of that. Like Paul said, when we think of sinners, I was the worst of them. But, but God, but God, but God, you did it. You did it. And God, I want to live ready. I want my eyes to be fixed on the eternal. God, help me to see those who are dead amongst me and help me to invite others to new life. Oh, Father God. As we wrap up this time of worship, God, would you be honored and glorified, but would you be convicting in our hearts? Lord, would you, would you speak to our hearts, God? Would you, would you prick our hearts? Would you move our hearts? Would you set our feet ablaze that we would get going 
Mm. Bearing a gospel witness, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We worship you, God. We sing songs that are true of our hearts. True to the reality of who you are. Receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, mic check. One, two, one, two. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Y'all y'all ready? <laughs> so Romans 8:28 says that for all things work together for the good of those are called according to God's purpose and love him. So when you are in God's will and you are focused on what God is doing in your life, no matter what the circumstances may be, God is working it out for your good and for his glory. Amen. So when I say in control, I need y'all to say in control, in control, in control, in control. All right. God is in control. You ready, Scott? Usually I have my braids, but I have a bun today. <laughs> we could have got the video up there too. <laughs> hey, they know I'm that young boy with the braids dripping. I be sitting high cause the Jeep lifted. I tell all of my problems, adios. Cause I know that God is in control. Hey, in control, in control, in control. In control. I know all things work for the good of those. Cause I know my God is in control. Hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. What you saying though? You still thinking that it is impossible. But I already know what my God can do. I got faith that what he says is true. When there wasn't one, oh Jesus made a way. If they say they bored, then let them ride that wave. They just gonna hate, so I let them hate. I be in the light, there ain't no need for shade You know that I'm shining every single day I gotta be a light in a dark place I always give my all, I never hesitate So don't you count me out, cause I know I'm safe They know I'm that young boy with the braids dripping I be sitting high, cause the Jeep lifted I tell all of my problems, adios Cause I know that God is in control, Hey, In control in control, in control, in control. I know all things work for the good of those. Cause I know my God is in control, yeah. I've been really going through some hard times. But in the midst, I'm learning how to trust God. Take control, anchor soul, that's what I need. Cause I've been feeling like a ship adrift at sea. Did I lose my way? Did I fall astray? I can't tell you, but I know that I'm a product of grace. I'm so far from the man that I used to be. Serve the people, read the word, feel it like routine. I can't go back. Yeah, it's odyssey. This right here's my odyssey. Satan did a lot to me, but God, he got it out of me. Culture keeps surrounding me. Vultures keep surrounding me. Jesus still reminding me of life he put inside of me. Yeah. They know I'm that young boy with the braids dripping. I be sitting high cause the Jeep lifted. I tell all of my problems, adios. Cause I know that God is in control, yeah. In control, in control, in control, in control. I know all things work for the good of those. Cause I know my God is in control, yeah. In control, in control, in control, in control, in control. This is the part where I like jump around with the people and like put the mic in their face, but you know, I can't cause of COVID. <laughs> in control. 
Amen. Give it up to God. Praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? So much talent in the house of the Lord, so many gifts. We just thank God. We got to bear witness to those gifts, you know? Use your gifts. The Bible said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every living creature, right? And so let's take this message today and let's have a conversation with somebody about it. And then that can open up the doors for an opportunity for you to share the word of God with someone else. Amen? Amen. So let's pray out. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for your gifts. We thank you for your love and your salvation. Father, we ask that you would encourage us and strengthen us, that we can carry forth your word and bear witness to who you are in our lives. And Father, we know that you are greater than anything we can think or imagine, that you sit high and look low and walk amongst us still with your Holy Spirit and your power that you have given us. And Father, we'll use that power to spread your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at rocksboroughchurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m.